This is the Grounded Awakenings Podcast. Conversations connecting science and intuition. Real life lessons from real people. Real professionals who have had experiences that help them awaken to the truth of what they need and what is needed to thrive in their profession. These conversations help us evolve and awaken to what we need to be grounded yet spiritually awakened in life, in parenting, in education, in healthcare, and in the way we interact with the world around us. We hope by helping people connect with their mind, body, and spirit one conscious conversation at a time, there will be a ripple change. Now your host, Jennifer Rentolo, an integrative bridge to health, hope, and healing. Welcome to the Grounded Awakening Podcast. My name is Jennifer Rentolo, your host, and I'm really excited for today's podcast because one of my passions is really helping people transform from that feeling of powerlessness and that stress and overwhelm that we get from being spun up from all the outside things to really tuning into how we can empower ourselves and find calm in the chaos so we can find hope and resiliency and and our health and our happiness. And today's guest is the epitome of the Grounded Awakening. She is from Ukraine, and I'm excited to bring her on because I know many of us are watching the news and feeling like, what can we do to help? It's a feeling of powerlessness that we get sometimes when we see what's happening out in the world. And maybe it triggers us for our own things. I know watching the news and seeing the um, mothers in the hospital with their children getting cancer treatment really resonated with me because I was one of those mothers. One of my sons, my second son had a massive neonatal stroke at birth. So I was in the hospital with him. and then a couple of years later, my third son had was diagnosed with leukemia. So I've been one of those moms. I know what that feels like. And then to add a war on top of that just really made me empathize and want to help these families, particularly the women and children in Ukraine right now, just get some hope and um, feel like they have our support. So um I am excited to bring on Victoria Rader. Hopefully I've got your name right. Um, Victoria is a PA, has a, again, she is from Ukraine. Um, she was born in Lviv, Ukraine. Um, it's one of the most entrepreneurial spots of the former Soviet Union. Um, and she literally came to our country and just made an amazing business for herself. She owns You 2 Shine. Um, Victoria is a has a PhD in metaphysics. She's a possibility coach. She's the founder of um, UYU2 Shine. She successfully combined unique spiritual and practical approaches to help thousands of individuals shift from scared selves to their sacred selves. Love that. From loneliness to belonging, from worthlessness to wholeness, and from the impossible to I'm possible. Oh, I love that. Um, Having realized that fulfillment is first defined by an individual's subconscious programming, Victoria created products and services with a unique success formula of healing one's heart, 
freeing one's mind and expanding one's skills to see, create, and live a life of limitless possibilities. She's also the host of All About Me, All About the Voice podcast. She's an international best-selling author of Until You Win, Until You Shine, and Manifest Me, and she's the creator of Empower Dash Me, Little M, Big E, and Master Me, at Little M, Big E. She's going to explain what that means, I'm sure, when she comes on. Um, and I'm really excited to have her on. She's going to share how you can help support people in Ukraine by buying some of her products that 100% of these proceeds will go directly to the people of Ukraine with um, supplies. So I'm excited to have um, Victoria on. Welcome, Victoria. Thank you, Jennifer, for having me. I am looking forward to being with you, with your amazing Grounded Awakening uh, family here. I just love the name, and that's I, I live that daily. Yes, thank you. I started this podcast because I... Um, in my own practice, where I, I work with mothers and children that have invisible disabilities, and I help them navigate those challenges so they can find the hope and resiliency and the healing and happiness. Um, but one of the big, big things that I see and I teach in college healing, and one of the things with my own children, with my clients, with my students that I've seen, is this um, just complete anxiety, the feeling of powerlessness, the feeling like they don't have control over their lives. And for me, I really believe it's because we lack that spirituality. We lack that connection. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are, um, you know, with your business and um, what made you grab this PhD, all that? I'd love to know sort of where you, how you got where you are. Uh, absolutely. And one thing that I wanted to, to encourage your audience with is to understand that what Jennifer's talents are is everybody's talents. There are people are born with capacity to be intuitive, to be divinely guided by inner knowing. If you're breathing, you're guided. Yes. You might be dragged instead of guided. You know, Seneca said, willing destiny guides them, unwilling destiny drags them. So the level of perception of your journey might be different. But if you are breathing, human being, you're a being, you're a being of light that is having this uh, powerful earthly experience. And every single talent that is open through Jennifer, is, or you will hear me maybe share some of my stories and you say, wow, of course, you know, it's easy for her, her or it's easy for anybody who has these talents. You will need to pause and realize is that I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about me. I'm using my stories to empower you to step into your full realization of that and that's very important to me and that is kind of the message of everything I do but as for me mm -hmm. <laughs> I was born in Ukraine when it was still a part of the Soviet Union um, you know and um, the country that had as a country the Soviet Union had no choices had no private ownership everything was owned by the government all the choices for you were made by the government because I was small and slender I was you know a good gymnast by structure so I was heavily encouraged and you know <laughs> pushed towards that and I did gymnastics um, because I was capable and had good grades um, I was able to get into higher education and get a higher degree only six percent of um, students in the former Soviet Union were getting higher degree in education and so it just was a very 
all of the economic programs, all of the business opportunities, once again, business as in working for the government, job opportunities, that's what I would say, were planned in five-year increments. And so the school was five years. And so once you got into the school, the country, the country decided how many nurses they needed, how many doctors they needed. And even though if you were absolutely talented to be one, if the country thought in five years it didn't need you, you would be graduating with what the country thought you needed. So talk about limit, you know, inability to choose your own path in life. And I have to tell you, I'm grateful for that. And the reason I'm grateful for lack of freedom outside is because I had what I call a Nelson Mandela experience where he found freedom being in prison. I realized that what happens outside of me, if I choose it, will have no influence on what happens inside of me. And so in some very, you know, turned roundabout way, I was trained to have lived what I now teach everybody to do because it was impossible to use English. You couldn't leave the country because the borders were closed, not externally only, but internally you had to have an exit visa to travel. And yet my dream was to, to travel the world. So I would, before you knew anything about vision boards and all of that intuitively, and that's what each one of us has, intuitively I was guided to read about countries and visualize. I saw myself walking on the Great Wall of China. And then 20 years later, Against all odds, I found myself walking on the Great Wall of China. And, and, and you know, we'll talk about that, but visualizing internally, because nobody could take that away from me. Right. I was creating a life of my dreams. And then, you know, through a series of fortunate events, <laughs> the Soviet Union fell apart. In 1991, Ukraine became independent. Um, and the one catalyst that I wanted to share, mention it to Jennifer, that I think is so poignant. My dad was a journalist. And as a journalist, every single article had to be censored, of course, by the government. And so in 1986, when the Chernobyl disaster happened in Ukraine, my dad was sent to the place of explosion, expo um, explosion two days after, actually a day after. And he had to go there and come back and report that all was well. So the propaganda that you see right now with Russia is simply a continuation of Soviet propaganda, mm. where people are continually brainwashed that all is well, nothing is happening, except right. my dad couldn't do it. My dad came back and he said he wouldn't do it. And we went from a family with a um, high status recognition. You know, he interviewed Olympic champions. He interviewed presidents to... My mom and me sharing the same pair of boots through on winter because, oh, because he stood for what he believed. Yes. And that was a lesson to me that no matter what you stand for, what you believe. And um, the interesting thing of that is that what happened then, this is when the perestroika and glasnost started happening, which is perestroika's rebuilding, and glasnost is the freedom to speak, which was non-existent in former Soviet Union. A group of uh, U.S. Um, journalists wanted to bring the freedom-seeking journalists from the USSR for the for the exchange program, and my dad was one of those hand-picked journalists because of the stand that he took. So he came to U.S. and he learned what entrepreneurship is. And when the Soviet Union fell apart in 1991, he was the first owner of the first independent newspaper in Ukraine. So when you look at the Ukrainian people and the history, they're highly entrepreneurial people that have seeked business opportunity, but were unable to express it being under, for 70 years under the Soviet uh, regime. So 
I am very grateful for my genetics for everything I've done. I came to US in 1995. I uh, got married, had two amazing kids and chose to homeschool my kids one year at a time. Wanted them to see the world, thought that seeing Greece and learning Greece is better by being there. So I took my kids to Greece for three weeks, came home, and my husband said, sweetheart, that's wonderful, but this is how money works in U.S. That plastic card you were swiping, there's no money attached to it. It's called credit. No credit cards in the Soviet Union. You either had money or you didn't, and most of us didn't. So you didn't go anywhere or didn't buy anything. Mm-hmm. But so I said, okay, I'll go get a job that allows me to homeschool my kids and um, work full and, and make money. And he goes, oh, really, what are you going to do? So I literally go online and I Google, what's the fastest way to make money in U.S. without working nine to five job? And I see real estate. Of course, this is 2007. Real estate is blossoming and blooming. I say, great, I'll get the real estate license. I get my license, 2000, end of 2007 into eight and the market starts crashing. We're experiencing the worst <laughs> economic disaster in a while. And I just used that resilience you talk about. I thought, wait, wait a minute, this is what's happening outside of me. What is happening inside of me? Inside yes. of me is I'm gonna just keep working. There's night at, there are so many nights I've sobbed myself into that pillow because I was not comfortable going and asking people for business. I was not comfortable prospecting. Mm-hmm. But long story short, by 2009, while homeschooling my children, why never working on Sunday? To me, it's my personal Sabbath. It's my day of rest. Mm-hmm. I was in the top 1% of real estate agents in all of U.S. Started being invited to teach business principle without sacrificing family. And have done that and did a little life coaching as well. And very quickly realized that... You can teach a person habits. You can teach people skill set. You can even encourage them to put effort in. But without their mindset, Mm. they will not succeed. And by mindset, I mean not only the 7% of your conscious activity, but 93% of your subconscious activity that controls what we do. All of us gonna go for a run, we buy new clothes, and the first two days we're there, and day three the body says, who do you think you are? <laughs> there's, yeah, a piece of, right. <laughs> there's a piece of cake in the fridge. That's the 93% talking. You've exhausted yeah. yourself over the last two days, you gotta take good care of you. Yeah. And so as a result of that, I started learning how to change the subconscious programming got certified in every possible way of working with subconscious, neurolinguistic programming, NLP, EFT, emotional freedom techniques, theta healing, you name it, Reiki, any energy modality. And then went ahead and got a PhD in metaphysical sciences to understand and to apply. So that's why I love you. Understand is awakening, apply is grounding, right? You've got to have both. Yes. That's the story in a nutshell. So in 2013, I've left all of my other businesses and went full time, having founded You to Shine, which is a company that produces products. And um, we have a wonderful team of coaches and healers that allow for people to live the inspired life they've come to live by freeing their subconscious mind and equipping them with practical skills. So I will stop talking a second. Oh, no, that was so life. beautiful. I mean, it's, first of all, you are kind of the epitome of that American dream kind of coming and your resiliency, your learning, like you said, to find, I call it finding calm in the chaos. So the chaos is outside of ourselves, but when we tune into and kind of 
stop and pause and get still so we can connect to the magic of the messages of our mind, our body, and our spirit. We can tune into, number one, what do I have control of in this moment? And then number two, what do I need in this moment to thrive? And that's how we manage our stress and become more resilient. It's funny, I was just teaching this week to my students about stress and how stress is really, we all perceive stress differently. We all react to things differently. And I have people say to me all the time, like, I don't know how you do what you did. I don't know how you got through what you, you know, that what you've gotten through. You know, you're so strong. And to your point, and I love that you made this point, we're all capable of it. We're all capable of it. We all have these gifts. We all have the ability to connect to our intuition. We all have the ability to find that calm in the chaos. Um, and some of us are more resilient than others because of our mindset, to your point as well. And teaching people how to, and that's what the complementary and alternative, you know, you would mention NLP and EFT and the energy work and guided meditation, visualization, all of these techniques and modalities are things that we can do to, that we are in control of, to take back control over our thoughts, over our emotions, to reset that fight or flight reaction that we have, that feeling of ho hopelessness and powerlessness. I was doing some research and um, I, I talk about helping people transform from powerlessness to, to empowerment. And one of the things that I love, I would love to get into your lever, levels of empowerment, your, your three levels of empowerment, um, because powerlessness is a lack of control over your destiny. And when you feel like you don't have control over your destiny, destiny it can affect your health. There's been all sorts of studies that show that this feeling of powerlessness, worthlessness, um, makes people have more health issues mentally, physically. And when you feel empowered, you feel like you have choices, you have options in your life, you have hope that things will get better, can get better. Um, that actually helps you promote health and healing. And again, this is mindset. And a lot of times we feel like we don't have control, but that's because we're looking outside ourselves to control things happening around us. And we have no control over the future. We have no control over, I talk about the circle of control. We don't, we can't control people outside ourselves. We can't control the environment. We can't control what's happening in the world around us. We can only control how we react and respond to that. We can control what we think. Uh, we can control the choices that we make. Your being in this place of no choice. Many of us Americans don't know what it's like to not have choice. I think we're starting to experience the whole censorship and care, you know, not being able to say what, which is very scary. Um, but um, I think a lot of us take for granted the freedoms that we have. A lot of us take for granted the choices that we have and our ability to, to navigate our own destiny. Um, so I love that you said that. Would you walk us through your levels of impairment? First of all, I look at what's happening in Ukraine and I look at the resiliency of Ukrainian people and they're standing in lines, at least what we see in the news, they're standing blocking tanks from coming. They are armed, even people that are civilians. And to me, it is 
to your point, protecting that freedom that they finally gained. So I'd love for you to just mention about that freedom mindset and then how segue into the empowerment piece, if you would. Yeah, I would love that. Um, I'll give a little bit of a, hi of a history glimpse. Um, Ukraine was the first democracy in the world. A lot of people don't understand that, don't know it. Especially being in America, we think we're the first democracy. We're not. <laughs> in 1650, Ukraine was run by a democratically elected uh, president. The title was called Hetman. And the vote, the body of vote, vote, the voting body was the Cossacks, right? And so we know Cossacks now as the Russia in 1615, the, the Hetman Bogdan Khmelnytsky signs an agreement to protect the borders of Russia through his Ukrainian army that are Cossacks. This is how far the power of protection goes for Ukrainian genes in history. That's little detail, but huge detail. Mm -hmm. Russia takes Ukrainian Cossacks to protect its borders. So just kind of remember how those two become one. So when you hear Putin says, I want to restore great Slavic Rus, he's referring to hundreds of years before the 70 years of the Soviet Union. Um, but he forgets that it was a free choice. It was not a mandated choice. And so there is that there is that desire to genetically, historically, to say, I stand for what I believe, you know, and I protect that. Moreover, in 1930s, because of that unsquashable spirit of entrepreneurship, Ukrainians always were trying to find a way to... <laughs> to produce more than the government could collect and to have their own businesses in a country that didn't allow for businesses. So what Stalin does in 1930s, he creates an artificial famine in Ukraine and 9 million Ukrainian people are starved to death. 9 million. Mm. The greatest genocide in that yeah. region. 9 million people struck to death. Now, historically, what happens is that, and biologically, some of you know, you're, you probably know, men have less body fat than women. Mm -hmm. For survival, we talked about survival. It's bad news. Men died first. Yeah. After men died children. Mm -hmm. Women survived, and women restored the country. And we all know, and actually, as I say that, that it is the mothers who create the mindset for their children. Yes historically. Now we're in a society where mothers and fathers work more and more balanced. We're talking historically, where fathers were out of the house, mothers were really the ones creating the mindset. And now you're talking about one third of the population is killed off and it's mostly men. And so the women are raising the country. And so you have incredibly strong women genetically in Ukraine. And these children, the generations of children, we're talking Several generations are raised to know that death is not scary. Right. Lock, lock, loss of freedom is. Yes. That surrendering your spirit is no problem. Surrendering your body. So that's what you're seeing playing out right yes. now, where we talk about the subconscious programming. So there is no, there is no powerlessness mindset in that in the Ukrainian people because we've been we've had life happen to us so when I say powerless the way I describe it is that yes it is the survival and actually I want to give you guys four levels so you know where you are in any area of your life you can be four levels of progression survival stability success and significance therefore and we have to go through all four 
to master and step into significance. Very often people want to jump through, well, I'm in survival and now I want to be significant. I had one follower and now I want to have a million. The ego is screaming into their ears. Yeah. They forget they got to get to stability. Same is for relationship, same is for health. You cannot go from an unhealthy body to a whole body overnight. You got to get stable. You got to keep succeeding. The same is for money, right? The same is for mindset. So if you find yourself in survival, the first the first thing to do is to congratulate yourself, to know that you know that you're in survival. When you find yourself complaining and saying, oh, people call me, I'm a victim, I hate it, life is just horrible, things happen to me. Congratulations, you're aware you're in survival. Awareness is very important because if you don't know you're in prison, you cannot break out of it. This is why 60% It's the first step of change. change. So this yeah. is why so many people, I don't know percentage-wise, it keeps changing, but around 50% of Russians right now supporting Putin. And the world says, well, how can it possibly be? It's because they are in prison yeah. of the mindset and they're unaware they're in prison. Yes, they don't have the luxury yeah. of awareness. So then you have those Russian people that are trying to march, that are trying to oppose the war. They feel they're stuck. They feel things are happening to them. But at least they are kicking into survival mode. So that's survival and that's level of powerlessness where life mm -hmm. happens to me. I'm barely mm -hmm. surviving. The next level is stability and success. So from survival to stability is a change of habit change of habit mm. so when you change your habits you go from survival to stability when you change your mindset you're going from stability to survival when you change your heart you go from success to significance that's the process of that you know aerial life uh, and so looking at empowerment, then you're being powerless. Life happens to you. Life happens to me. You're in survival. So the first step is actually becoming power hungry. Ooh. It's that revenge. It's saying, I am going to get. It's because you have to go through stability. You can't go from survival to Zen master. And when somebody tells you, oh, just breathe, ignore the world, you want to strangle them. And that's a normal reaction. I want to tell you guys, it's a normal reaction because you say you don't get me. Things are happening to me. What are you talking about inner peace? So the first step mm -hmm. is to say, I'm tired of this. I'm angry. And I'm going to challenge that anger into the revenge for life. You don't want to stay mm -hmm. there, but you want to own your emotions Yes. You want to become power hungry to claim the power. So you go from resistance. I don't want to see this. This is happening to me to resilience. I'm going to do this. By golly, I'm going to do this step after step after step. Victoria, I think of it as almost like a flame, like letting those emotions ignite that flame inside of you of action. Like I sometimes I think that flame starts to dim a little bit when we're in that victim mode. But then when we get that charge, like, okay, now I'm getting mad. I think about like, you know, anger is like a fiery emotion charge. And like, now I'm going to take inspired action here because I no longer want to feel this way. Yeah. Love I love that. Yeah. And so very important step, right? So you make that and then you understand, wait a minute, there is my way, my wounded way. And there is a whole way. Yes. If I surrender my pain into the light within or without or both, 
and I allow for that light and that power to empower me, I surrender. And then you become guided and being guided is the point of empowerment. And I want to, you know, I want to share with you this two minute story that happened when I was a little kid that I think impacted me tremendously to understand this principle. I was a five year old kid and I was playing with toys and I wanted to have a hanger for like to hang my doll's dress on something. So I looked everywhere, couldn't find anything. I pulled out a, a metal hairpin out of my hair. And I looked around where to put it in. And what do you think I found at five? I found an electric socket. Ooh. Now, in Ukraine, it's a 230 amps. It's not 125. I mean, yeah. it's not a hello. It's goodbye. You know, <laughs> it's not a good shock. Yeah. So, of course, I take it out. I stick it into the Ooh. socket. Everything blows up. Um, the electricity didn't go into me because the fuse is blue. So I often say, resistance saved my life. It's so powerful to think about it. Think about mm -hmm. the house. There's the same amount of energy, of electric power coming to your house. But every light bulb in your house has a different resistance setting. So the 20 amp light bulb shines at 20 amps. But watts, but a 100 watt bulb shines so much brighter at 100 watts. Power is the same. Resistance changes the output of light. And so you look at your life and you say, wait a minute, me, Jen, you, we have the same flow of power to us and through us. It's our resistance to that power based on the need of survival is what blocks our ability to shine fully. Yes. Now, the process of oh. empowerment is the yes. process of allowing the power to shine through you. It, it, that's so true. And there's so many people that sort of, when I think of resistance as far as life and stress and empowerment, so many of us are caught up in outcomes. We're attached to outcomes. We're attached to, this is how I want my life to be. This is how I expect it to go. I think of it with COVID even. This is not supposed to be like this. It's supposed to be, well, who said, right? It is what it is. My point is we, we resist what is because we get attached to what we want things to be. And so to your point, those are the people that have more stress in their lives because of that resistance, that have less happiness and joy because they can't be in the moment and appreciate what they have and where they are because they're focused on the outcomes. So I love that you said that. I love these four points. Keep going. No, I think it, I just love the conversation, Jen. And, and you know, with that whole light um, thing, it's also important to be very kind and accepting of yourself of all of those parts of who you are. Because it's not like there's a group of enlightened people on a cloud and there's a group of misguided people. All of us go through those moments. Right. You know, I was talking to Jen yesterday, day before yesterday, my, my mom's cousin was killed in the war in Vinitsa. She was she, the, the car was bombed and, and she died. And so I went through all of those emotions. But now instead of going through them for the rest of my life, I have the skills and the ability to process them quicker. So the first, there was powerlessness. How could this happen to her? She didn't deserve it. These people are blank, 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 blank. The anger, the anguish, it just didn't last for months and for years. But I allowed the powerlessness because I surrender my 
spiritual ego to not feeling, right? Yeah. And then after that, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can't give in. Giving in means they won. What can I do right now? So yeah. I, the body was locked in. I could get out of bed. So I said, oh, I know what I can do. For me, our hunger and being empowered right now is to get out of bed. I'll show them I will get out of bed. Yes. I get out of bed. I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to put makeup on. So maybe in your life, standing on a public stage and talking to 5,000 people is not empowerment. It's delusion, unnecessary. But getting out of your bed, yeah, you know, just do it. Mel, Mel, Mel uh, Robin says, five, four, three, two, yeah. one. Yes, yes. Five, That's four, three, right. two, one, up. Yeah. That's very important. So you look at your, that at your part and any part of who you are and any way you process anything is a part of you. Be yeah. gentle with it. Be loving with it. You know, I had a, a client who a while back came to me and said, I, can't, I cannot commit to anything. I just, I, I overcommit. Then I don't keep my commitments and I'm overwhelmed. It causes stress. I withdraw. Then I don't commit at all. And so I opened my mind, my mouth up to give her the practical steps of commitment. But what came through, through kind of the divine intuition through the spirit was, wait a minute, you are committed. You're just committed to the scared self. Yes. So the journey we're going through is loving our scared self and recommitting to the sacred self. As a matter of fact, I didn't send it to you, uh, Jennifer, but if you guys, if you go to my side, there is a free meditation and no strings attached. It's a five-minute meditation that allows for you to reconnect from your scared selves to your sacred self, to that bright shining light of who you are yeah. without punishing yourself without feeling bad you know because it does us no good to yeah. be critical of the little victim in us yeah. it's that victim that needs love yeah you know? it's, it's funny because it makes me think of i remember you know as a mom i call myself a warrior mom right and i remember going through you know really hard things when my kids were sick um you know I still, my son that had the stroke, we were still going through hard things. Even now he's 19, um, you know, and I'm, I'm struggling going through the cancer. And I remember having those moments where, you know, I felt that exhaustion, that um, poor me kind of thing for just a moment. And I'd think, okay, you can't think that way. And I'd, I'd push myself out of that because it was almost like I didn't have time to wallow in that. I had to get up. I had to get out of bed for my kids. I had to get out of bed for my family. I didn't have time to sit in those emotions. But then when I had that lull and it was like the fires were all out and I'm still kind of that warrior going, okay, what's next? Those are the, uh, the moments that I had to let myself relax and feel those emotions and let myself feel that sadness, give myself that self-compassion of saying, okay, this is really hard right now. I'm feeling exhausted right now. And instead of feeling like I have to keep driving and keep driving, I need to take this pause to reset so I can keep showing up for my family and be present for myself as well as my family. I mean, that's the whole self-care thing. So many people say, I don't have time. Well, if you don't take the time, you really won't have time because you won't be here. I learned that. But to your point, it's like absolutely allowing yourself to feel those feelings. But as I say to my clients and my kids, don't hang out there. Let them move through you, but then 
change that mindset, let that fire burn for you to take action and use that awareness of how you're feeling instead of I am this emotion, I feel this emotion, let it wash through you like a wave. So then you can move through that emotion and feel inspired and purposeful to then take action towards the next step. So if I'm, I mean, I'm paraphrasing kind of what you're saying, but that's what I heard from what you said. That's what struck a, a chord with me. Um, yeah, yeah. And the surrender is so key as well. I feel like it's that resistance. It's that surrender. I think about, um, there's a, a great book called The Whole Brain Child by Dan Siegel. And he talks about life being like the river of well-being. And when we learn how to flow in that river of well-being, not attached to outcomes, not looking where we're going, but just being in the moment, flowing, knowing, trusting that we have all we need for our journey, that whatever obstacles come, we're going to be able to flow with them. It's the resistance that make us kind of batter up against those obstacles. And on the banks of that river are chaos and rigidity. And when we need to have control of things that we really don't have control of, like planning our lives and having attachment to outcomes and needing things to be a certain way, we are resisting. And when we resist and things don't go our way, it throws us over to the bank of chaos. So we're really not moving except for going bank to bank versus letting go and surrendering. And then we can flow and get to the destination we're supposed to be at. It's just, it's, and I see it. I see it. One of the biggest things for me was really surrendering and opening to, okay, what is the message in this challenge for me? What am I being asked to, to learn? What do I need to grow to move through this challenge so I can be stronger, better? And I think it's important also to realize that the next question to that, the first question to ask is, what am I learning? Yeah. And that puts you in stability. But the follow-up question that is the most important one to ask is, is there a better way to learn it? Yeah. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, if you are looking at any situation and you find out both the lessons and the virtues that come result of that lesson, you want to ask your subconscious mind and the divine, what is a better way to learn it? because otherwise you'll keep learning it at a lower frequency. Mm. You'll be stuck in that learning, or you will be stuck at learning a new lesson still through strife and tribulation. Yeah. So the universe, you know, um, actually in, in the Bible, it, it says, and we mis misinterpret and misunderstand it, there's a phrase, ask and you shall receive. Mm. And it's been interpreted as ask for things. Mm. It doesn't say ask for things. It doesn't say, and I know a lot of new age does the same thing with the law of attraction, send yeah. a list of demands to the universe. Yeah. That's a very limited understanding of the law of creation. That is not how it works. What it works how is that ask, meaning that quality of question and you shall receive. The universe or God or both, however your map of perception is, responds to the questions. So if you're going to ask a question, what's wrong with me? Your powerful subconscious mind is going to give you every single answer. Mm. If you're going to ask a question, what's going on here? You will have the description of reality. If you're going to ask a question, what am I learning here? It's a high frequency question. It puts you above the reality and it says you're learning resilience. You're learning patience. Right. You're learning surrender. Then the next question is, that is great. 
what is a better way to learn it? Mm. And what's a better way to learn it? And that is a spiritual progression of a soul where you continue to learn lessons without need for continual strife and resistance. And those banks can change yes. completely. And you no longer need to be banging between the two. Right. And and in that part, so that's point one. And point two to your powerful analogy is that what sets the flow is this is this is what a lot of you think of us get confused about. What sets the flow is not the magic dust, it is your intention. Mm. So when you don't intend for anything in life and you say, I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna sit on a pillow and surrender, you're in stagnant water. Using yes. that analogy, you're not moving. So then the amazing, amazing thin line of mastery is that setting an intention, setting the goals, and allowing for them to grow you. So you're not setting your goals for getting them. You're setting your goals for growing you. Because without intention and without setting the goals, you're stagnant and there is no flow. So yeah. it's a thin line. I'm going to set this goal but I'm not attached in what way it is delivered into my life. And I teach in my manifestation courses that the language is always at a minimum. At a minimum, I'm going to have five clients. At a minimum, I'm going to, at a minimum, and in the best and highest way that comes through me. And, and so very, as I said, very thin line to kind of understand you know, you've got to move your feet for God to direct your steps, yes. <laughs> you know, but yes. as you move your feet, as you are in that power hunger, as you are at a point of resilience, it's important to surrender, as Jen said, the outcome yes. and be amazed because it is always better than we could have planned. For. Exactly. And sometimes it's like that, you know, I've, I've had friends of mine that have lost jobs or have had I call it like a door closing and then they're so devastated by that. But then all of a sudden another one opens that's bigger and better and really feeds their soul. And so it, it is, it's that, you know, letting go of the outcome. This is all so amazing. Um, I do know that myself and lots of people I talk to want to be able to help people in Ukraine. Um, I know that there are some people that are, purchasing um, Airbnbs with knowing that they're not going to get there. But I also know that sometimes maybe access to their funds isn't easy for the, for people in the Ukraine to, to, to access their funds right now. So what are some ways that people listening to this can help and support um, and kind of add that fuel to that that inspired flame that's going on in the amazing resilient people of Ukraine. Yeah, well, thank you. I I think there are three three points that I want to talk about that everybody can do, and uh, the first two points involve no money <laughs> at yeah. all. Oh, and right. So yeah. The first one. So so you know the first one is. Every prayer, every intention, every meditation, every energy healing scent matters. Every thought of light matters. And so by you just taking a second and putting your hand on your heart and saying, I intend for peace in Ukraine, I intend for prosperity in Ukraine, and I intend it for the whole world. That's a three thing. But connect to that intention. Connect yeah. 
intention. Everything is energy, truly. We are vibrating electrons, protons. You know, we Absolutely. are energy. And so that would be the first thing. Is, is I, will, I just want to add, I did a meditation, a guided meditation that's on my sites. It's on my Instagram. It's on my the, um, doing just that. So that's a free way that people, if people want to, don't know how to do it themselves and want some help, you can go right there and, and follow along and send that that intention of support and strength. Thank you. Yeah. And just, and just realize that your subconscious is listening to you. So if a practical application for you when you're stressed, if you have no skills, if you don't know how to tap for stress, you know, if you can't even monitor your breath because breathing, but just saying peace, yeah. you're stressed by saying peace, 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 that one word. It's a phenomenal mantra. So, and then you can just expand that and just say yeah. peace for my family, peace for Ukraine. And it is very powerful. Yeah. And that's something you can do many times a day for you. Yeah. Find yourself, you know, you, do it for all. Do it for all. When you find yourself anxious, bring yourself to peace and then expand it to Ukraine. Yes. So do it for all. Bring peace to you and bring peace to Ukraine at the same time. So the second thing, um, of course, is as um if you are somewhere where you have an extra room or an old blanket or something you no longer need, you can donate to the local centers for refugees. There are a lot of, there are now one and a half million Ukrainians, uh, civilians that have fled the country because they have no homes any longer. They've been bombed and destroyed. So you can go through your stuff and you know, if you have two of the same thing and you haven't used one in five years, instead of throwing it away, Put it aside and find a local drop-off for refugees. And I wouldn't be too worried if it doesn't go to Ukrainian refugee. When you impact a human life, you impact all human life. So those are the two practical that don't involve money. The first one is really minimal effort. The second one is a little bit of an effort. And the third one is because, unfortunately, there's so much fraud. As always, when there's a need, there's a fraud. There are fake Mm -hmm. charities. They are fake, um, you know, there's so much that's going on. And so what we have done for my business, we launched a line of products and that is clothing, yoga mats, if you're into yoga, you know, phone cases that all have an empowering message, free me, Ukraine. And when you buy that product, it serves two purposes. A, hopefully you will use it. And that's energetically supports Ukraine and freedom and lets you know that you're not powerless, that you're supporting, and hopefully let somebody else know, and they'll ask you how you get that, which is why the product. Mm. More importantly, 100% of the profit, and I mean every dollar per dollar, after the spring, which is our producer, takes their cost, every dollar of that, um, and we do it daily. We've run it, I'm going to cry, we've run it for three days, we're at 4,900. Oh. Three days. and. Just gives me chills. Every dollar of that, what we do is we have, I have, not we, I have people that I know. We are a group of volunteers that buy supplies because we're connected to people in Ukraine who say right now we don't have any uh, one-time use needles to give inflammatory. So we buy them in Canada and U.S. where we have them. We have a licensed plane that we can ship free of charge. We have people on the ground and then receive those and deliver them. So the supplies constantly change. We were putting money into the life jackets for children because, as you know, 
now the children are being targeted. So a life jacket is $1,500. It's expensive, but it saves a child's life. Wow. But you don't have to come up with $1,500. You can buy a $30, a $20 t-shirt. Yeah. And, you know, and so um, that's kind of the very practical, palpable way that I am feeling empowered because I'm helping mm -hmm. them. And I'm sure Jen will Yes, I have those. I'm going to put this link in the show notes. I have put it on some of the show notes. Yeah. I'm going to definitely be sharing this link, but can you speak the link just yeah. for those that are if just, just Yeah, if you just go to our site, which is u2shine, y-u-number-two-shine.com, and then you click on the menu, go to store. We removed everything else from that store right now. So you're not confused. We're not selling any other product lines. You go to store. And when you open store, you will see products and all of them will say, free me, support Ukraine. So very easy, utoshine.com, store, and all the product line is there. And it's very clearly marked. And with every product, it says all profit goes to Ukraine. So if, if you were... If you're listening to this and heaven forbid we're still in the war six months later and if you see some other products because i need to feed my team yeah. just understand that the products that are 100 percent um deductible you know donated are very clearly marked you will not be in any way confused yes. so yeah perfect amazing so just to recap prayer the power of prayer is is Huge. And the intention of prayer is huge. So that's something we can all do no matter where you are socioeconomically and, and what you're thinking and feeling. Not only does it help them, but it helps you as well. Yeah. And then number two, get together any things that you don't need, those old coats, those jackets, the you know, clothing, blankets, pillows, whatever it is that you can pull together, even do a drive get the community involved in this. I've done this and it's a very empowering thing for the community to feel like we want to help do a drive where you collect those items. And I will, I'm going to look up some, um, uh, some webs, a website that we can find that international um, center for refugees that we can connect with. So I will put that in the show notes as well. And then finally go to Victoria's amazing 100% goes to Ukrainian people store.yu2shine.com. I will put that in the show notes as well. Victoria, thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you for sharing your incredible messages, your wisdom, um, and your strength and resilience and hope with us. Thank That's you. Wonderful. wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. Please take action. Do what you can do to help and to ripple that change and that hope and resiliency across the world. Be well, everyone. Stay grounded, stay connected to both the earth and the sky. Be well, everyone. If you've enjoyed this podcast, like, subscribe, and give it a review at your favorite podcast platform. For more info on Jen, visit jenniferrentolo.com. That's Jennifer, W-R-E-N, Tolo, T-O-L-O dot com. Thanks for listening.